Hello. Hello. I think we are rolling. Oh, baby, it is late at night, but it is I know. A, a, a brisk afternoon in our hearts because we have so much energy, right? 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 I don't know that I'd call myself having so much energy, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about what we just saw. We just saw an t- Oscar ceremony that I don't think was incredibly long no. in comparison to what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? It's 8.32 or whatever versus when we started at 5 p.m. And I feel like that's not a terrible length. Actually, I feel like that is a little longer than that. I feel like oh, average is, is usually like 3.20, but like 3.30, mm. like that's that's a lot. But you know what? Hey, guys, this is cinema. We have a lot to say. And there were a lot of awards and they were really banging through them, especially at the end. They yes. did actor, actress, and best picture like right in a row. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Yes. Thank it, you. It, and you know what? It was just a couple minutes longer than Avatar the way of water <laughs> which was definitely too long <laughs> definitely too long. you know you know i think if if james cameron can can uh get the length of movie he wants the oscars producer producers can get the length of ceremony that they want i mean granted they want a short ceremony <laughs> but you know what i want the oscar ceremony that i want okay. and i want that to be about five hours well you got as close as i need it to get so congratulations congratulations to you too thank you so much This episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Gay Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at. And I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. everybody welcome back to another two gay mats podcast it's matt Steele. it's matt palmer guys the oscar party at matt palmer's and jackson's is still raging in the background it is in this door behind us but baby we are here with you yes. we are present we are everything everywhere all at once you because know because you know what we made a promise we're like we're gonna go online we're going to record this live we're gonna do it later than usual but you know what here we are and i think that just be- it's a testament to our commitment to the two gay mats brand and it is later than usual because because we lost an hour last night, oh. and so like it's it's an hour later than what we have considered usual for the last six months, yes. guys. It's all coming together. So before we dive into the Oscars, do you have anything that happened? Oh, I guess you do actually. I sure How do. How was your week? Oh, my week was very fun. Let's hear about it, guys. Matt Steele had a big old audition yes. this week for everyone's favorite television show. I don't know that I'd say that, but go on. Big Brother 25. <laughs> did I already submit an audition tape two months ago? I absolutely of did. Of course. But then after I submitted my audition tape, they were like, guys, we're having our first ever uh, in-person open call since COVID. And I was like, baby, I got to go to that. I got to wake up at 8.30 in the morning, do my hair, make sure it looks good, and then park far away in some garage (laughs) and walk through the rain of Los Angeles. Great Mariah song, Through the Rain. Through the Rain. I was going through the rain, and and I was so mad because my hair looked so good. (laughs) Oh. And then it all just fell apart. Let me tell you, no one with curly hair is getting cast from the Big Brother (laughs) open call this year because everyone with curly hair's hair just like fell to shreds. Well, how did it go? Oh, baby, it was iconic. I have to say, it, it was actually really fun. Oh, good. I think it went well. You know, 
Uh, it had been a long time since I had been surrounded by a bunch of hungry, thirsty uh, LA 20-somethings who were eager to be on TV. So I was yes. like, oh, this is an energy I'm not used to. <laughs> uh, and so, But it was very fun. I met some really, really fun people in line who were really, really sweet and very friendly. And, you know, we were chatting it up for, I think I was in line for about three hours, I would were say. Were they as big of fans of the show as you were or not? Um, I, they were very, very big fans. I will say I, out of all of them, am the one that has been watching the longest. I believe that. I, I was the most <laughs> well-versed in the history of Big Brother. I believe so, that. So, you know, but you know, I, I wasn't too um, uh, uh, harsh with them when they were like, oh, this season's my favorite. And I'm just like, oh, really? That one? Interesting. <laughs> Um, I wasn't I wasn't too harsh with them. I was like, oh, that's so great. Yes. But, but no, they were very nice. They were very fun. I, it was a great time meeting them. Uh, and so we go into the bar mm. uh, restaurant place where they're having this, these auditions. Yes. And, you know, my hair's looking a fright. Of course. And, uh, you know, they divide us up into groups of six. And I was with most of the people who I was standing in line next to. I was number nice. I was number 223. If I get cast, it's going to be my lucky number. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they have a couple casting directors who are interviewing different groups. Mm. So we get brought to this one table and to be interviewed by this one casting director. And he said, first things first, before you introduce yourselves, I want all of you to tell me who out of this group of six or seven, um, who is the biggest threat that you would get out first? And baby, guess who won that? <laughs> Me. I was proclaimed the biggest threat and the Is one. Is that a good thing? Is that what you want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, what they said was just because, you know, they were all people who were in line with me. Right. And they were just like immediately. They were just like him, him. He looks sweet and cute, but he is cutting and he will destroy you. He How is, do they know? They I mean, just, they were right. <laughs> well, in, in the line, like the one girl, this one girl was talking to me and she she was just like, you're quiet, but you, you, you're smart. I mean, and I was just like, oh, me. And she was like, you're cunning. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm just a little like old and tired and nervous about my hair falling apart. But it's also like, is this not just latent homophobia? <laughs> not just like, oh, I was not. Are, are you kidding? <laughs> Please. When I tell you every single guy in that line of 500 plus people was a homosexual well, that'll do it. of some sort, <laughs> like somewhere in the alphabet, like every single guy, which is just makes it so upsetting because it's like, why do you only cast one gay a season? Like the chokehold this show has on the queer community. It's like, you got to cast a couple. Like, I'm so sorry. How long were you talking to the producers? Oh, like, we were, were you just in that group of six with the producer talking to you? Yeah. Okay. We were, and, and like, we were going back and forth and I was like, oh, I would, you know, go after this girl because she's these two came as a duo and I would try my best to split up duos. Mm. Um, and and uh, he also asked me, he was just like, so um, uh, he, we had to like write on a piece of paper, like three fun facts about ourselves. Yes. And he looks at my piece of paper and he goes, so um, if you were in the house, Matt, uh, how would you deal with not being able to sleep with your Carol Channing doll <laughs> next to you in bed every <laughs> night? And I just looked him in the eye and I was like, I'd smuggle her in. <laughs> Oh and he was like, okay, great. And he also, he asked us really fun questions. He was like, oh, um, if you could change something about Big Brother, what would it be? Mm. And I, which I think was like the casting team's way of sort of being like, how can we improve the show? Totally. <laughs> you know, and all of us kind of were in agreement that like we can get a little more creative with the competitions mm. and have the competitions like be a little more personality driven and right. less like physical or like strictly mental. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it was very, very fun. And I don't know, I, I think I showed them a confidence and uh, a funness and a delightful 
illness. And you left feeling good. I left feeling good. I, I think that's great. I left feeling I did a great job. They they I had to write like a bunch about myself on a paper and they were like, How familiar how familiar are you with the show? And I wrote devastatingly so. <laughs> that's like, cute. You know, I tried to make it as cute as possible. Yes. You know. Um but yeah, I, I felt really good about it. It was great. Fun. It was fun. Congratulations. Thank I think that's so great. Much. And I if they have like brain cells in their head. They would give you another call. Hello? Baby, These I'm are right my here. Thoughts. I'm right here. He's available. Matt Palmer, what did you do this week? Well, this week, Matt, uh, Matt, I'm Matt. <laughs> this week, Jackson was in Seattle and he was there for a writer's conference. He left Wednesday and uh, just got back today before the party, which like he's honestly throwing. Like he makes all of these themed dishes. Um, and I was just going to be like cleaning up and like doing the scorekeeping for like who did how well on the ballot. Um, and so there was a moment in which it seemed like he wasn't going to get here on time, but he did. So it all worked out. Uh, but while he was gone, I went to a friend's house uh, on Friday, Ernesto. I, Ernesto, he listens sometimes, which is great. Uh, and I went to a friend's house, Ernesto's, to watch Drag Race with a group. It was my first time watching with a group like that. And it was like, oh, this is such a fun, interactive moment. Like, because, you know, I watch with Jackson, but that's just the two of us. We're not yeah. really screaming and wooing. But the episode was great. The lip sync at the end was incredible. I just, am, I've become so quickly obsessed with the show. It's one of those things, it's like, if ever you started you would not be able to stop. Like I'm clearly mm-hmm. going to be watching so many of these seasons and I can't wait to go back. And that is why I do not start because <laughs> I'm just like, I cannot add any more homework to my plate. I mean, yeah. it's on my plate. Absolutely. Um, and then on Saturday I did a really fun thing where I recorded a new song live on YouTube. Uh, so at my Matt Palmer music channel, sometimes I will record songs and like just share the screen of pro tools while I'm doing it. And it was just fun. It was like, I was on live for like, four and a half hours and we were recording this new song of mine called Most Improved and I think it's in a very good place. We just need to like comp the end of the song and I'm excited about it. Guys, I was on the live for a bit and I heard it and it is giving me such 80s Janet Jackson. It's very bad. It's a classic, but like should we expect anything less from Matt Palmer? That's very kind. Absolutely not. That is very kind and so since we just got off of uh, having our party, Mm -hmm. I made sure that as I was grading the Google form ballots um, for our party because we had done the same thing. We had like a who will win, who should win. And then I also had another tab called Two Gay Mats because I had to tabulate the Two Gay Mats votes as they came in. And so I have the scores and some top vote getters out there. I believe that's Jordan. I think so, yes. Okay, (laughs) we have... People got out of the 18 points that were available because we didn't include like the international documentary and short. There were like four or five categories. Those were were like tiebreakers. Those were tiebreakers. And uh, they're not needed because the person who got the most points got the most points all on their own. But uh, in, I guess, uh, technically fifth place, but they got 13. The highest point getter got 15. Our lovely patron, Jordan, got 13 out of the available 18 points right. Congratulations. We love that for Jordan. Jordan's a huge movie person, so it makes sense that they would do well here. Uh, And then tied with 14 points out of the 18 points available, there is... My co-host Matt Steele. I didn't know that we were to, you know, put in a ballot of our own, but I did, I figured like y'all just wanted me to do it, so I did it. I'm glad you did because it helped for the scoring of it all. So That's it all interesting worked out. because at your party I got 15 out of 18. What did I change? You must have changed something. Oh wow! Well, Who care. knows what? Uh, also, Jimmy. D. I'm like, should I say everyone's last name? I want to say everyone's last name, but I won't to keep anonymity. Jimmy D. Did very well. Got 14. Also a big theater person, big movie person. Big just, Babylon stand. I mean, and I guess the Babylon stands get second place. I love that for y'all. <laughs> and then also Michael S. 
tying for second place as well. All 14 point getters, congratulations. But there was someone who stood alone and all on their lonesome. Miss Sally M got 15 out of the 18 available points. She did a beautiful bang up job. Congratulations. The prize is Sally is going to be able to pick out of all of the patron requests we have in the queue, which one should be the next one we do. So congratulations to Sally. Congratulations, she was Sally. out in the chat earlier, but I think uh, she might be on the East Coast, so she might be in bed. So if someone wake up Sally, tell her she won. Congratulations. Oh, her, it, her phone's going to be ringing. Like I she mean. Like she got a nomination. No, Sally's still here. Oh, she's still here? Congratulations. Hey, Sally, we she love killed her. It. 15 out of 18, pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Iconic, some would say. Um, so Matt Steele. Yes. Now's the time we usually go to Nudes for Idiots, but I feel like this is more your uh, segment than mine this week because we're going to be breaking down the uh, Oscars. I'm like, what were they called? Oscars. <laughs> the 95th Annual Academy Awards, how ladies and gentlemen. How did you feel about them? I feel exhausted. Okay. But that's how I feel after every Oscar ceremony. You know, yes. you feel like you've been up for 5,000 years and finally it all comes crashing down. <laughs> Even when you're thrilled, which I am, like there were wonderful winners. Yes. I'm just like, whew, I'm exhausted. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up Thinking, what's coming next, baby? And I'll tell you what's coming next. The year we are campaigning for Fantasia for Best Leading Actress. (laughs) So prepare for that. Buckle up for that. But now let's talk about this year. I thought this, I bet you anything, those producers are just like, phew. Like, okay, it ran a little long, but like, what a well-produced ceremony. But what did they think was going to happen? I feel like what happened last year is like one in a million chance of of that happening again. Yeah. Do you know that I want to say our friend Alyssa uh, told me, remember how there was a champagne carpet this year instead of a red carpet? I did. Apparently that's because champagne is a uh, uh, less um, abrasive color. It's more calming. It's more calming. So people who are already nervous like won't Mm. walk up on stage and hit people um, and I was just like okay that's a choice um, I was worried that there would be like footprints on the champagne carpet mm. but it seemed to be okay or if there were footprints they didn't show them later on right um, I, I thought the ceremony I thought you know Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue was very strong I thought it was really yeah. funny actually I feel like I watch a lot of those especially when it's not Tina and Amy and I'm just like not really moved but I was like smiling and laughing like that writing staff who wrote those jokes for him Oh, well, I, 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 I assume Louis Vertel wrote for him. Oh, uh, yes, Which, you're right. I'm sure he didn't write everyone. Every sure, joke, of course. He's obviously hilarious and brilliant. Yes, so. And knows a lot about the Oscars. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and and not, a, I think, an appropriate amount of slap jokes. I think a pro- it was veering. We were veering into too many, but I thought most of them were cute and not like super ridiculous and over the top. But the, I think maybe we were one over what I would have liked of the number of slap jokes. I knew they were coming, but it wasn't overwhelming I was expecting to be inundated with them and like mm. overwhelmed at this point of the evening and I really yes. wasn't I think they were sub- they were there was some subtlety this to the slap jokes I think yes. like they were spaced out well enough mm. you know um or if like a slap joke was made it was also referencing another thing along with it right. so like there were kind of two humorous parts to the joke mm-hmm. so I think I think they were well done um the, the ceremony was supposed to start in their like programs they it was supposed to start with supporting actress and then apparently there was like a printed out like um amendment made being like why is that uh, where they changed the order and decided to start with oh god where did they start animated feature um I have no idea why it's a mystery who knows? Okay. Um, I mean, but it started off really wonderfully. Like, Kihui Kwan, just his win, he was the darling of the year. Everyone was rooting for him. Right. I mean, like, the fact that a data from the Goonies 
has an Oscar is just the most wonderful, heartwarming Hollywood story. And it's one of those things where it's like you look at him and I'm like, am I just mixing him up with his character? Why do I feel so warm inside whenever I look at this man who I've never met? But then he gets up on stage and he accepts this award with like tears in his eyes. And it's just and he's so emphatic and emotional. It's coming from his soul. You just can feel the like genuine, sincere appreciation and like acknowledgement of the moment and I just I love that man and I'm so excited and proud of him and loved that win and the fact that Steven Spielberg was there and Harrison Ford the same day like because he did Indiana Jones with them so amazing but I mean the thing is like it felt like it that's the reason why everyone fell in love with his character too is because I don't know there's very much an acting philosophy that acting is not you become another person but acting is you become a broader extension of yourself Mm. and you can just tell the character of Waymond like was just his open heart just in I think that is such a beautiful character and, mm. and what it does for for Asian characters in films you know because Asian men in stories especially cinema are like often some like either like overly like sexual sexualized like right. in a creepy way or they're super like emasculated and everything right. and he just felt like such a, a real man and he could have totally been that stereotype of the emasculated Asian man in a movie but then his character broke through and did yes. all of these amazing things and was just this this mind-blowing man, like guy who had all of these skills and powers and kung fu moves I and know. everything, but was still just that simple I man know. deep and down. Like everything about that character is perfect. Right. It's like even when he's doing the most amazing like martial arts you've ever seen, he's just like walking heart. Like yes. he's just got so much yes. heart. I just was so appreciative of his presence. And she's just, I want only good things for this actor. I want to see him in everything. And it was great to see him in a Disney plus commercial that hey. he, I didn't even know there was going to be a Disney plus uh, show that Stephanie Sue, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kiyoi Kwan were going to be in. But when we saw that, we all were like, Great, oh, great. Whole <laughs> cast. We will be watching. Thank whole you. Cast everything everywhere all at once. I loved it. Um, and then right after the Jamie Lee Curtis win, it was just like, Wow, if you told me at the beginning of the award season when stuff, you know, started ramping up and everything that mm. Jamie Lee Curtis would be the victor in that that what a race. Like thrill, like so excited and just I don't know, like everyone loves her so much and the fact that a character that is so big and broad and comedic could be an Oscar winning character. I think that's I think that's wonderful. I hate to be that guy. Oh. Do we all love her so much? I find her a bit annoying. Oh, like, she's I, fucking I, awesome. I find her a little, I don't know. And also, if it had been Stephanie Sue, that would have been one thing. I mean, she's I would fantastic. Have been, she's so incredible in that film. And I would have been happy for her, even if, you know, that was not my person I picked on my ballot, we'll say. But I just was hard watching Angela Bassett's face because I was looking right at her. I was expecting it the way that she was expecting it. And it just was like... I don't know. I, I I realize that Angela Bassett, like people may not take the Marvel movies so seriously, even if Angela Bassett gives this incredible performance in uh, Black Panther 2, people may not look at, you know, Marvel films as cinema in the way that, you know, some people are, you know, above that in their sure, heads. There is some like bias there. But it's yeah. also like, she's also been deserving of this award for so long. She's been in this industry for so long. And I obviously Jamie Lee has as well. Yeah. They're both, they've both been uh, in the industry for so long. I I just feel like looking at the roles themselves and it's not like Jamie's performance was worse. It's just the role didn't require as much of her as it required of Angela Bassett. And I am biased, but even also as much as it required of Stephanie Sue. Like I felt like performance against performance, 
Jamie's was weaker than the other two real options for me. So this was the only category that upset me, but it didn't ruin my night. Okay. Well, I, honestly, as a Dolly De Leon stan, I, I'm just <laughs> furious that she did not get in that category. Yeah, so and who like, else? So you love Danielle you know, Deadweiler? Is that oh, right? Danielle Deadweiler is fantastic right. until, but she was up for uh, leading. Actress. Oh, leading. Okay. Yeah, and so, uh, but I don't. But I, as the Oscar pundit, seeing someone who everyone assumed for the longest time was the fifth place person. Mm to suddenly become the victor. Like, that's a big deal, and that is a wow moment in terms mm. of Oscar punditry. So so that was just like, oh, wow. And, I mean, her speech was just dynamite as well. She's great at speeches. Um, I don't know. There were some wonderful moments. I loved everyone singing happy birthday to the actor in The Irish Goodbye. That was very cute. That was very cute. Yes. The the best documentary going to Nivaldi. Um, Nivaldi, right? I believe that's Alexa Nivaldi, called. yeah. Um, uh, about the uh, man who was in Russian prison... Uh, uh, for going against Vladimir Putin and like seeing his family up there and hearing his wife like make a speech, mm. like telling her husband who was in Russian prison that she loves him. Like oh. that's a moment like that was huge. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think everything moved really, really well, like throughout the ceremony Everything went off without a hitch. There was no drama. No. There was nothing like super horrible that happened. Love that Natu Natu performance. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Like, they slowed it down a little. <laughs> but like Did they really? Oh, it's it's it was a, a slightly slower pace. But then you when the song was over and you saw like how out of breath all of those right. people were. It was just like, oh, doing it at the tempo of the movie would have been, would have been impossible. Right. Everyone would have died. <laughs> and we don't um, want that. We yeah. wanted a drama-free Oscar ceremony. And you can do it that pace in the movie because uh, like there's cuts and yes. they only shoot like little pieces of it at a time. I was thrilled that that one, like yes. the fact that RRR like has been such a huge hit is so great. I mean, it's just such a fun movie. That song is just such a, like it, it it's a, a, that's a part of the movie that just like fills you with such joy when you see it. Mm. And, like, and the way they are dancing is just right. out of control. And it's just what a best original song like should be it should be the song elevates the movie to a height that is thrilling and mm. exciting how'd you feel about uh, Gaga's performance I thought that intro was something else something else <laughs> it, was maybe. Really... It, was, it was a last minute surprise performance yes and clearly they had not written an intro for her because like someone was just she, I don't was, know, she was like I got it don't I, exactly worry. I'll do the intro of myself and uh, you know she was it seemed like in little to no makeup and the thing is she was on the red carpet in makeup right but then she was probably backstage and she was probably like I got it rub the makeup off. <laughs> and she's like, you heard me, rub the makeup right. off. And they were like, oh, Gaga, it's so different. Yeah. So she went on stage with her no makeup and then when they showed her in the audience, literally like 10 minutes later, full face of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, I mean, she sounded great. Yes. The song is still not my favorite, but you know, there was a, were a lot of emotions there. Oh, yeah. And I for, appreciate that. And especially because it was a last minute edition, which maybe is the reason why they changed the order of mm, the- Could the, have what, been. Where the, where the awards were handed yeah. out. Um, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think it was actually for a performance that was like probably not rehearsed. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like she she's a pro. Like right. she did the job. She did, did a, a lovely interpretation of it. That was something different. And so, yeah, good for Gaga. I loved the staging of the Rihanna performance you and know? how she lifted up. Even if that song, also not my favorite I thought she sounded great and that the staging was so gorgeous now she just I, my thought is now after the Super Bowl and this performance she's always should just be lifting and up and down on platforms she should never walk forward and back never side again. to side up and down only <laughs> okay. only that yes only that I don't know what were other like fun moments for you at the um Oscars? 
I mean, it seemed a little straightforward, which I appreciated. And uh, I, you know, enjoyed the fact that by the end of it, they were really getting through the categories. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know if that's like a moment for the Oscars, but I was just like, thank you for taking my time into account. I feel like I'm being considered after the pacing changes and I appreciate it. Well, I would love for the Oscars to last forever as <laughs> you all know. My, I thought about it yesterday. My dream scenario for hosting an Oscar party, if I yeah. were to ever host an Oscar party, would be to essentially like hold everyone hostage. <laughs> that's not. Everyone is tied to the chair. Tape over their mouths, like, and it's being DVR'd because I can, so I can pause. Uh-huh. And after every single category, or like before everything is announced, I'm gonna pause and be like, "Now this is what this race looked like this whole year from March to now." And I'm gonna go through every single category and explain to everyone, and everyone can't talk because their mouths are taped up and they're just looking at me. Just tell me when it is so I can make sure not to go. Okay. I can think of nothing I would want to do less than that. Because I want to give everyone the full rundown. I don't need the full I rundown. I think that would be fun for me, but for no one else. I'm sure maybe some people would be excited about that. Maybe somebody's kink. You would be, yeah. certainly, I'm sure you could find, you know, a partner in that for you, and yeah. they would love it. But guys, let's get to the bread and butter of the Oscar ceremony, mm. and that is Miss Michelle Yeoh oh. becoming the second woman of color to win the Oscar for leading actress. Which is insane. Which was be, the fact that it was presented by Halle Berry. Like, the fact that, that Halle Berry got to hug, being the first woman of color to win Best Leading Actress, yes. got to hug her, and you saw her say, I'm so proud of you. And, I mean, just what a fantastic performance. What a fantastic role yes. again. Like we talk about Kiyoi Kwan and everything and like, like his role and everything, but her role is just so extraordinary and she just handled it masterfully. She does so much like the physicality of the role. Right. And it's like alone is just so impressive. And the comedic timing she has with the sincerity, like it's, it's just such a great, great win. I'm so thrilled for her. Um, uh, uh, everything ever all at once obviously won best pick it was the big winner of the night and when Harrison Ford got on that stage I was like oh it's gonna go the right way which I mean I assumed it had essentially swept did it lose it won seven tonight? it won seven awards oh wow yeah, I That's... think it, it only it lost costume it hmm. lost oh god what else it lost something else too I forget uh, song and score okay uh, but everything I, I think it's the last movie to win seven Oscars was uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Wow. Uh, which won eight. So I appreciated every second and I put everywhere, everything everywhere all at once on my ballot so often because it's truly the only film, at least of the best pictures, that like I will never forget. I can't wait to rewatch it. Everything else was fine to horrible and that was just <laughs> so excellent and so beautiful and moving and exciting and thrilling and never been done before. That whole Gaga gif. I just was so excited seeing every, Michelle win. It was such a moment. And there was a mm. second in my heart where I was like, oh my God, is she going to lose this to Kate Blanchett? And it could have happened. It could have happened and I was just so glad it didn't. <laughs> Kate Blanchett was great in Tar, even if that movie's not for me. But she has two of those awards already. She has two. Let's give it to Michelle. I mean, I mean, and also, and also, just like there's never been a role like that that's won an Oscar. Right. Like it's just the character is just so special and unique, and she handles it flawlessly. And yeah. it's just it's such a well directed performance. So, so the fact that it's an Oscar winning role again, it, like Jamie Lee Curtis, it's it's just like this is cool that this performance won an Oscar. You know, it's it's just very cool. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Also, beat the record for most movies. Uh, to for most awards above the line to win Oscars. Okay. Above the line means everyone involved in the creative process of movie making. So that's producer, director, um, 
uh, writer and cast. That means okay. Above the Line, and it's the movie that won the most of those awards. Right. Um, and it is also uh, the third movie in Oscar history to win three acting awards. Wow. The first was A Streetcar Named Desire, and the second was Network, which was back in 1976. Mm. So it's been a long time since a movie like did so well like with the acting awards and I don't know I think it was a lovely ceremony Every everything felt so heartfelt but not like super sappy I would say like totally. and Brendan Fraser like it just seems like such an angel that's the thing he seems, he seems like, like, like a, a very sweet, sweet guy. guy and so I'm I'm thrilled for him and did a great job in a movie that I can't wait to never watch again you know <laughs> just did a great job in it I liked the whale um, no. I, I loved him in it and, and so I don't know I think it was it was a solid ceremony yeah. with, with very exciting winners obviously you know the Babylon Hive has had a hard <laughs> year in general, so yes. I was anticipating those losses. You talk about it as if like the Babylon Hive is going to last longer. Like it, it's done. Like it's an elect. Like it's like the cycle's over. The award cycle's over. The movie's out. Like what else is the Babylon Hive going to be doing? You cannot talk to Oscar fans <laughs> after the Oscars and be like, "But you know what? It's over now." It isn't. Never over. <laughs> Feels like it's I, over. I will forever be furious about Hong Chow not getting nominated for Downsizing back in 2017. I will forever be furious about Jacob Tremblay not being nominated for Room. Like, well, I, that was crazy. The, oh, well, that Hong was Ch- crazy. You haven't seen Downsizing. I haven't seen Downsizing. Yet. So, but uh, you know, we hold on to grudges. But the thing is, the Babylon Hive just knows. Years down the road, we will be laughing at all of you. You keep saying that. Uh, because I know it for a fucking fact. I am we'll telling you, like, all of the aspects of Babylon hit so hard. I mean, just like that score alone. Ooh. But did it beat? Bum, bum, bum. Listen, All Quiet on the Western <laughs> Front does have a very effective score. Like, it's... And, and, and I did like All Quiet on the Western Front very much. Um, But I mean, just like... Just all the technical aspects of Babylon, not not just the the above the line aspects of it, but like even just the nitty gritty technical aspects are just so impressive. And I wish there was more love from Academy members for Babylon. But right. you know what? Not everything happens the way you want it to. You just got to keep on living your life and moving <laughs> forward. Okay. There is some multiverse out there where Babylon just won Best Picture. <laughs> oh, right. And Matt Steele is just I jumping up and say, down on the couch. There's somewhere and you're thrilled over there. Uh, I oh, you're happy here too. I'm fine. You're fine. <laughs> you know, I, you know, after what happened to Beyonce at the Grammys, it's nice to watch an award show in which I'm not like broken. And so I was like, that was lovely. <laughs> that was lovely. It was lovely. Even if I didn't agree with every award. I you're never gonna agree happier. with every award. You're yes. never gonna what are you, what are you gonna do? That's art. Baby. But I agreed with so many of them, which was exciting. That's that, not, doesn't, that doesn't happen. That a is lot a nice feeling. That is a nice and the thing, and I knew like since last April, I was like, everything ever well at once is gonna win Best Picture. It, right. because it, was there ever a moment where you thought something was I never be doubted it. it. Really? I truly never doubted it. I was always like, Oh, maybe this will be competition for it, but like I was always like, No, because it it had everything. It pushed all of the elements it pushed cinema forward artistically, but yet it still had that simple heartwarming story to it mm. that everyone could relate to. It, it, it was something new while still feeling like a classic, mm. like family movie of, you know, years ago and everything like it had the, the it brought Kihoi Kwan back. Like, like it had this, that's the star factor of Michelle Yeoh. Like, it had everything working in its favor. It had the film buffs and cinema snobs loving it, and it had the regular everyday people who don't give a fuck about movies who right. loved it. Like it was a it was a, a hit out here, you know, for a 
it wasn't, you know, Avatar or Top right. Gun. It didn't make that kind of money, but it was a hit and it had everything working for it. And so I am not surprised that it that it won Best Picture. It must be nice to be a part of an industry that rewards people who push the art form forward and have critical and commercial success. Anything yeah. else you want to say well, about yeah. the Oscars? Because that would be a great feeling. You know, I think maybe you should switch professions from music to movies. You should uh, what, what am I, what am I going to do in a movie? I'm making a movie. Yeah, why not? Oh, that's uh, too girl, much. Girl, I did it, that's and, too and much I'm a work. mess. Like, but that's you took. So, it takes a long. It does, and it takes a long, and, and it took years off of my life. That's, and I don't you. want that. I like my life. I mean, okay, but you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. I'm fine with that. I mean, the Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about there? I don't think so. I'm on? sure other things will pop up. I will say another weird moment at the Oscars was the way that they presented that Little Mermaid trailer when Hallie and uh, Melissa McCarthy got on stage. I assumed they were going to be presenting something, and it's like, oh, we're playing part of your world, you know? Little Mermaid's coming out. Keep your eyes peeled. But it was like, no, we're introducing the trailer. It's like... What? Like, why could this not have just been a commercial that started right at the commercial break? It seemed unnecessary. But I will say something. I feel like people in the Discord, whenever they see the poster or see any teaser clips of that movie, they're like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. I thought it looked great. It looks good to me. It looks cute. It looks good. She sounds so beautiful. Like, I just think her voice is so lovely. I guess I have not seen any of the other, like, live action Disney remakes. But this one, I'm going to be seated in that theater. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like... There is like a nice comforting knowledge knowing like the Little Mermaid's great. Exactly. <laughs> like, the Little Mermaid, like, you know, the score, the score is great. The story's right. great. Like it's, it's, it, at worst it will be the Little Mermaid. Exactly. <laughs> like it will just be, it will It'll be the be enjoyable like Little Mermaid. Shot I mean, for shot. I mean, yeah, I was, cause I, I heard that the new Little Mermaid trailer was dropping, but usually when they do something like that, it's just like, oh, commercial break starts and then here's the trailer. But like right. they actually did a presentation for it and I'm like, ah, I forget Disney owns ABC. And so exactly the Oscars so. on ABC, we got to do the promotion. But like if they didn't have that, then, you know, they could have spent more time on people's speeches. Like mm-hmm. the one lady from the elephant whisperer who wanted to talk and didn't get to talk. There was one yeah. lady from Best Makeup for the whale who didn't get to talk. It did seem almost random when they would cut people off. Like it because I felt like even there were some below the line categories that like went on for a bit longer than those mm-hmm. two examples. And I was like, what is the thought process behind this? Like, how is that choice made? Apparently they have 45 seconds. That was what they said at the Academy nominees luncheon. Mm-hmm. They were just like, you have 45 seconds. And of course, all the above the line people were just like, LOL. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. right. Um, uh, I'm going to take more than 45 seconds, but uh, some people did take 45 seconds or longer and did not get cut yeah, off. Yeah, it was oh, odd. But speaking of speeches, I thought Sarah Polly's speech for uh, she won adapted screenplay for mm. women talking. Yes. I thought that was like, I bet you those producers are just going to show that speech to future nominees and be like, this is an example of a perfect speech wow. because it was like the perfect length of time. It was just personal enough for people to latch onto it and be like, Ooh, I, this is an interesting speech. I feel happy for her. Mm. And, but yet still she was, she was naming the name she needed to name and she walked off and it was the right appropriate amount of like excitement. Like I, I feel like, I feel like the Academy will show that yeah. speech in uh, the future because I do know that they do that. Oh, I, I know I that, you were kidding. No, I want to say <laughs> that I heard that for actors, they send them Renee Zellweger's first Oscar speech for mm. uh, Cold Mountain. And they're like, this is a great example of a speech done like the way we like it. Wow. Um, so and also. Sarah Polly, I've been watching her act since she was a little girl in like One Magic Christmas and Avonlea. So I was thrilled that she won an Oscar. So good for her. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, everyone did great. Great job, everyone. We love movies. Well, are we ready to dive into the important news of the week? Oh, okay. 
I have updates okay. about Tom and Ariana. <laughs> Fump rules. Um, Tom Sandoval did end up releasing a second statement. And it, I thought you were about to say a sex tape. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like As we've all predicted, a sex tape. No, no, no. Tom Sandoval released a second statement. I won't read it to you because, like, who has the time? But essentially, there are moments in that where he's like, he basically, this is the apology to Ariana, which came after his apology to his business partners, Tom Schwartz, the other members of Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's, whatever the fuck. Um, I can only uh, imagine how devastating this has been for Ariana and everyone around us. I feel horrible about that. My biggest regret is that I just honored or Ariana. I never meant to disappoint so many people, blah, 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 blah. This is the, th- the line that stuck out to me. I wish things happened in a different order. <laughs> And our relationship was not severely tarnished and that it ended with the same respect for her that it began with. I owed Ariana better. That to me reads like, I want to be fucking Raquel. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be with Raquel. And like, I wish I had gotten around to breaking up to Ariana. But I had a plan. I was going to get through this season. We were going to go through the reunion. We were going to do this off camera when they weren't filming. But man... It didn't happen. That's a very interesting like use of it's word here. It's weird. Like, it should be, I wish things happened in a different way. Yes, but yeah. in a different order. He's happy with what happened. To tie this back to the Oscars, <laughs> uh, speaking of movies that won three acting awards, when Faye Dunaway won leading actress for Network, she said when she won, it was very infamously, she was like, oh, you know, this is something I didn't expect to happen to me yet. <laughs> Queen, good for her. And it's like, oh, there's a one word in there that makes us be like, huh. That's the confidence. Um, but no, Tom Sock, Raquel has a statement. Uh, she released pictures allegedly proving that Sheena punched her in the face. She has like a cut above her eye, but her friends, like former friends of Raquel have come out and been like, hey, by the way, Raquel's eye always looks like this, actually. She has like a shadow around her eye, so there is a cut, but her eye is not black. That's like what her eye looks like. Guys, she has a known shadow. <laughs> she has a okay? known shadow. She's a shadowy girl. Um, she also uh, took out a restraining order against Sheena after this supposed punching occurred, meaning that since they are uh, allegedly... Since they are filming the reunion, uh, I think in a week or a week and a half at this point, that only one of them will be able to be there. And I'm like, is this your way of getting out of the reunion where the whole cast is going to confront you over what you have done? Because someone, the thing is, I love you, Sheena. You can be on Zoom from your home. We need Raquel in person. Oh, absolutely. Like, you've ruined this relationship blown up this friend group you're gonna need to answer for what you've done and you know what you've already like done this horrible thing yes you might as well give some viewers what they want exactly um raquel has a statement of her own apologizing to ariana we won't read that because you know who cares she released a statement which initially was captured on instagram with like the crying like face emoji and like a broken heart emoji and someone was like Delete those emojis. And yeah. then she did. The emo- <laughs> yeah. When something is serious, don't use emojis. Don't use emojis, guys. Just something to think about. Uh, and also, Kristen Doty, who started on the show with Tom Sandoval as his girlfriend of like three or four years at that point, is back filming the show and comforting Ariana on camera. She was fired for being a racist, but she is now back because... You know, there's a lot of uh, Tom shit to discuss, I guess. And they want Kristen's perspective. And to see those scenes with Kristen Ariana could be helpful or at least interesting for viewers. It's just, it's all a mess. Apparently, they're re-editing the rest of the season. They're trying to find footage showing that this Raquel and Tom stuff was happening. There have been so many podcasts that have been released by uh, Lala, who's a current cast member. Kristen, former cast member. Stasi, former cast member. Sheena, current cast member. Have I listened to all of them? Absolutely. Good for you. (laughs) And a lot of them, I'm not learning any new information. I think it's finally dying down, but it just, I, it it has, it took over my brain 
for a good week. Oh, well, and some of the best podcast listening experiences are ones where you're not lo- learning any new information. Right. It's just like, no, I just, I bet I have to consume this. And the thing is, you were kind of learning new information with Stassi and Kristen because they've been fired off the show and they're not, they can say whatever they want to say. But Lala and Sheena literally can't say anything. They're under a contract to be like, you can't talk about this until it airs. And so they'd be like, so they had, um, I think it was Sheena's podcast and she was interviewing Lala and Kristen. And so Lala and Sheena were just like, well, we can't really speak to it. But um, Kristen, just speaking on character, what do you think of Tom? And it's like, girl, <laughs> if you can't talk about it, don't have a whole podcast episode about it. But I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm invested. He's awful. But those are the updates. This is cinema, guys. Have, this, is cinema. this is cinema. This is what we need. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's just wild. It's just, I'll stop it's talking crazy. about it. But it's just crazy. Shakira has broken 14 Guinness World Records with her new song, uh, Music Sessions Volume 53, with Bizarrap. Uh, apparently it's the most streamed Latin track on Spotify in 24 hours, most viewed Latin track on YouTube in 24 hours, fastest Latin track to reach 100 million views on YouTube, most streamed Latin track on Spotify in one week, first female vocalist debut in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 with a Spanish language track. And there are, uh, again, there are 14 of these. So it's just insane that we, like how long Shakira has been in the game, how big of an artist she is globally and how big this song is. Cause it's like, of course I listen to it. It's on my playlist. I love it, but it's just wild the success shit i guess i gotta listen to it you now should, it's truly great even if you yeah. don't read the translation which you should uh because you like you, it's good to know who she's referencing and how she's referencing them uh but the song itself is but just it's so about, fucking fantastic it's like not to not to it's like i don't know what they're saying but it's great uh, i'm having not a great to time not to. congratulations it's, to that song. we're having a great time i yeah i i mean congratulations to her it's it, this is a wonderful year for uh, uh stars like singers who like coming back that right. you're like oh you know they're still putting out stuff but they're not I gonna know. be as huge as they once were but it's like Miley I know um um uh Shakira? Shakira. <laughs> I was say, about, to say, we were just I was about to say Stassi. Sorry, because I was thinking of Vanderpump Rules. Stassi's always like, on the brain. I was like, no, it's not Stassi. It's, it's not, not Stassi. It's not. Um, see that Scream 6 got a franchise best 44 million debut over the box off- at the box office this weekend. Movies are back. Which I feel excited about, but also a little sad about, because I'm like, oh... This is the first one without Nev Campbell. And like she was like, I'm taking a stand. I'm not going to like be given this horrible rate. Like I'm the face of this franchise. Like do it without me. I dare you. And it's like, oh, Uh -oh. yes, they did. (laughs) She should just go back and take the smaller paycheck. Which by the way, speaking of Bravo shit and paychecks, it has come out. Jill has gone to the mic because apparently there was more discussion about what happened with the Real Housewives of New York legacy show that like the rumor was they were about to do it, but Jill wouldn't sign on. And so it got canceled. Jill essentially confirmed that she did not sign on and the re and which I was shocked about because I was like she would do anything for a check uh and the reason was she's like we all started this show together I get that I wasn't on as long as they were but we should all be getting paid the same for this legacy show if I'm coming back to New York because I fully live in Florida now for three and a half months away from my elderly parents Mm. I need to be paid the same as Luann and Dorinda and XYZ and you know if I'm not then it's not worth it and I'm like I hear you and I agree with you to some level, but also I really wanted this fucking show. Mm. And now if they figure out a way to do it, she won't be on it. And that's going to break my heart. Apparently Tinsley turned them down. And I love Tinsley, an underrated New York housewife. So it's just a lot of Bravo updates for me. But I listened to some podcasts about that, too. <laughs> it was a Bravo podcast kind of week, guys. It really is. Um, apparently Lucas Gage was dropped by his agent over sexuality labels. Or I assume earlier on in his career. Uh, an agent was like, stop denying, stop dyeing your hair, stop wearing weird clothes and pick a lane. Gay, buy or straight, it's too confusing. 
And he says, I understand representation and voices that need to be heard, but I don't want to do anything on anyone's accord but my own. Let me do it when I'm ready. Good for her. Good for her. Do you? Th- I mean, as, as, a, as an actor. Yeah. Uh, who's kind of gay. Who's kind of gay. No one's forced you to be like, hey, say you're gay. Or don't say you're gay. No, um, I will say that was very much a thing longer ago. Like, mm. um, like a, a probably like 2012, I did have a manager who was very much like, okay, now do we want to lean into the gay mm. thing? Like, is that something we think we should do and everything? Interesting. And, and I was just like, yeah, sure. If there are roles out there for it, like that's who I naturally am. Right. So like, let's, you know, do it. And there was never an argument about it. Um, but you can tell it was, it, it was a time where he, where people were starting to realize like me, like some people are a little hesitant to lean into this. I mean, like I have gotten, you know, not to bring up my acting career, but <laughs> you know, there were casting directors who did give when they met me in like a workshop setting or something and they Mm. had to like write feedback said like everything is great. Look is great. Personality is great. Acting talent is great. (laughs) Um, But actually actively like wrote on their evaluation, like under would you call this actor in, they would say no, not until I know that you can play straight, which is, Offensive and Which horrible. Which is absolutely absurd. That doesn't it, happen. That hasn't happened recently. Oh, not recently. No. Okay, good. Um, but I, I bet it. But it's just so funny that this is a whole other topic. But <laughs> but it's like, well, why is being able to play straight the barometer for being a talented actor? I know. We don't judge straight actors or like masculine male actors like. We don't determine if they're good actors if they can play gay. No, but so why is it the other way around? That's the thing is, if you are a masculine or straight actor and you can play gay, you get a fucking Oscar. Like you, oh, it's, sure. like you've climbed Mount Everest. But like, and it's, it's like, baby, I've been here this whole time. It's just wild. Yeah. And I, I would like to think that this is moving into things of the past. But we all know the entertainment industry and all of its facets is. A piece of shit. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm hopeful. Oh, yeah. Now it's very much like, hey, baby, lean into your yes. like queerness in any way, shape or form. You right. can because like, you know, they're writing these characters. Totally. Now and, and it's very there's very much a mindset of like we need to feature these types of people like on all spectrums of like sexuality and, right. and expression and everything. So so I think that's a wonderful thing. I mean, so this is not surprising that he's heard this. I'm. Have I have I had anyone directly like say to me this kind of like offensive yeah. stuff? No, not not people who were directly on my team, mm, like not okay. an agent or anything. The That's casting good. directors, well, but they can fuck off. Um, <laughs> so, so, but so, but it's sad that he has seems to have had that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say in News for Idiots? I, I don't think so. I mean, this week, I will. I do want to give a shout out. A couple days ago, the actor Topold passed away. Mm. He was the star of the movie Fiddler on the Roof. He played the role in London, when uh, in the Lo- original London production, and played the role for decades after the movie came out. Um, and for those of you who know me or have listened to the podcast before, Fiddler on the Roof to me is not just a perfect musical, but just a perfect movie musical as well. To me, it is like the gold standard of how to adapt a movie musical from the stage to the screen. Wow. And Topol's performance has always been, to me, one of the best performances like ever captured on cinema. The man was playing 
a, a person with the gravitas of a thousand year old redwood tree, <laughs> like in the middle of the rainforest. Like that is the power that this man held. He played the father of five daughters who were like all on their way to be getting married and everything. So there was an oldness and a learnedness to him. And then when you find out how old he was when he played that yeah, role, how old was guy, he? he was Matt Palmer's age. He was Matt Palmer's <sighs> age when he played that role. Wow. You don't think I have that gravitas? You know, uh, am I like a redwood? You're working your way to towards there. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I found that out, I was just wow. like, how is a role that men who like on stage, they're usually like in their fifties, right. sometimes sixties, like play this role. And this, I'm not going to reveal the number. I but mean, it's this, not that different than your number, babe. But you it's, really it, love changing but it's, it. It's closer to what Topol was uh, when he played uh, Tevya. So closer than me. I will say like, by what? one year, a year. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> like you act like I'm, you know, Grandpa Simpson over here. Like we're the same no, you're age. You're so young. That's why I say Topol was so young. Right. It's just that I am actually younger. Uh, but no, so, so so this was like a heavy hitting moment for me. Yeah. And and the fact how old was he when he passed away? He was 87. Oh, yeah. That's a so, good. That's oh, a good long length. He did it. He did the thing. Yeah. So we love Topol here yes. at Two Game Mats. We love all of you. We love movies. We love Bravo. <laughs> yes, we love it all. And we we're love it all. Back with more two game mats in just a moment we're back we're back guys do not worry the party is still raging behind us it's not we hear jackson back there rolling up potato chip bags i know and, and i'm hoping he's not cleaning up everything because i can help clean up but you, you're working i'm working you're a working girl I you're know. melanie griffin but i also helped co-host the party and i don't want to like you know leave him out to dry but you're a busy little bee he knows that this is your passion this is your life the kathy's <laughs> are your life Okay. okay. This is this this is email my heart. This is yes. the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at gmail.com. Mm. Two is spelled two W O. Uh, so this email we got a while ago, and Matt Palmer doesn't think that we read it. But Matt Steele thinks we did. I kind of think we might have. Maybe we didn't, but it's from Hannah. Hannah says, Kathy Meetup. Hi, Matts. To celebrate 50,000 subscribers, hmm. have you thought about doing an LA Meetup? I think it would be so fun and to fangirl all together in person. How does one arrange that? I don't know. <laughs> this is why we I'm, need a manager. I know. This is why we need someone to do this. I would be, I'd certainly love to do it and would be open to it. I don't know how to do it. And I feel like there is a way and there's like a place we can all meet where people feel comfortable and happy and want to interact and like all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, become a patron and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know what? I would love to do more of those like live shows where we like are I on stage like together and chatting. Because the one time we did it. And we, I was so nervous because I have never done something about that. Yeah. And I, I've never done something like that, like really just performing live. Because it it's not like we were improv. And I guess it's similar to what we're doing right now, where it's just like we're interacting, we're talking, we're playing a video and discussing it. But it just isn't something we've done normally. But I would certainly be open to doing more of that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be very fun to do a meetup. And I feel like the patrons have expressed interest in doing things in person. There was talk of having a two gay mats camp for the Cathy's where we'd like, you know, I'll sleep in tents and like do cool outside outdoorsy things. Go to like a log cabin. Matt Steele, how do you feel? Mm, I'll think about <laughs> it. Matt Steele hates camp for some reason. And I feel like we need to break that habit. Camp was literally some of my best moments of childhood was from going to sleepaway camp. It was so much fucking fun. I was always just like, you wake up feeling like, even though like sleepaway camp is, there's a little more like cleanliness involved. Like there are showers and everything, but like still you feel gross. You put on like a dirty pair of shoes. You're like, sleeping, why are your shoes dirty? You're sleeping. I don't know. Cause you're walking around like in dirt trails or something. Mm. And like you're sleeping next to kids who are like, you don't know. They could but be anybody. They could be strangers. Then, they could they, be weirdos. Then you get to know them and they become your friends. Oh, trust me. I know that. I watched 
Bug Juice, I our summer at should camp. have known this was going One back to Bug Juice. One of the best TV shows of <laughs> all time, ladies and gentlemen, Camp Waziata forever. But still, I it made me want to watch more Bug Juice. It didn't make me ever want to go to camp. All right. So if we do a camp or not, you guys, if you guys have good ideas for the meetup, especially those of you that are patrons listening to this, please message us because I would be up to an, up for a meetup. Absolutely. Mm. Or if we can figure out a live show, of course, you'll be the first to do it. But in some ways, don't we do a live show every fucking week? We sure do. <laughs> and, and but we don't ways. have that. And we do have like the audience interaction and everything. But, you know, I like to hear that visceral laughter. I know you do. Just that, the applause. I live for the applause. Applause. Every time they mentioned applause tonight at the Oscars, I'm like, Gaga got nominated for applause. And uh, it's like it never was. It was that Diane Warren song the lost well what can you do <laughs> all right so next question comes to us from durga yes. durga um she asked the first part of the question asked she was like matt Steele, there's a friend that you mention a lot and uh, i want to know if you are dating him and durga good eye i like how you are on the ball in noticing trends i am not dating him <laughs> but, but you know we i like that you're thinking positively about me and my relationships yes uh but she says for both of you have you watched the marvelous mrs Maisel yet it's on prime and the only correct answer to this question is yes it's one of the most amazing shows i've ever seen incredibly hilarious and if you don't immediately stand midge the main character after episode one i will truly be aghast also i've been loving the tiktok trend of little luxuries in life small habits or purchases that ele- elevate your quality of life especially for matt palmer since i know no, this is his bread and butter. <laughs> what are some of your guys' little luxuries? XX Durga, I promise I meant to make this short, but I always fail. This was a perfectly that appropriate was a length email. But Durga also added a PS. She says, Matt Steele, I'm currently watching The Fablemans, and oh my goodness, I love it so much already. Uh, spoiler alert, but the sequence where he's initially watching back tapes from the camping trip and making some discoveries, it's one of the most beautiful sequences of film I have ever seen. The direction, the piano, I could just cry. That mm. I feel like this all that whole sequence was playing in Durga's head as she's <laughs> listening to me talk about my friend that she thinks I'm dating. She's like, I'm making discoveries. I'm making discoveries. Uh, but she was wrong about this discovery. <laughs> um, also, the uncle's line about art giving you the crowns in heaven and laurels on earth, but te- tearing your heart apart simply broke me. It's been so long since I've since I've seen the mis- visceral magic in movies, and God bless Steven Spielberg because he is a visionary. I think it's an amazing movie as wow. well, Durga. Um, but okay, so I have seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Me seeing TV... I was going to say, I'm Over shocked. Palmer. Shocking. Shocked. Um, I've only seen one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, to go along with the rest of your email, Durga, on a date. Oh. When I saw the Marvel. Is it recently? Oh, this was years oh, ago. This is go. when the show first premiered. I was on like a third date and we were eating like dinner at his place. Mm. And he was just like, um, have you seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? And I was <laughs> like, no, but everyone's talking about it. And he was like, can we please watch the pilot? Because, like I'm obsessed with it and I love it. And you really need to see it because I know you would love it. And I did love it. It was a great pilot. Um, we, I actually went to school around the same time that Rachel Brosnahan did. Mm. Um, and, uh, we went to NYU. She went to NYU. Oh, cool. Yeah. With us. And, uh, I didn't know her, but uh, it, that was cool. And, uh, uh, I really loved it and I was like yeah maybe I will continue to watch and then in true Matt Steele fashion I didn't of course not but you know if I were to watch it more I'm sure I would love it uh, I have not watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel but I hear it's great I it's it's hard for me to get into a period piece in general mm. um, but I'm open to it you know maybe that's something I could watch but I assume is it still on like I feel like you, it's less buzzy than it was a few years ago when you sure. watched it yeah it's probably oh I would imagine like on it's like 6th or 7th season wow. at this point like, it's been on for since like 2016 oh my gosh right? Um, yeah, I think you would find it. Find it was fun. there another question that she asked in there? Uh, the little luxuries in life that make us oh, feel good. 
To me, I love a candle. I feel like sitting, even when I'm working and I'm sitting at my desk, and if I have a candle going that has a nice, like, kind of not too overpowering scent, it just makes the day feel so much better and brighter. I feel like I've we've been getting flowers recently because you know it's our anniversary is in January and then Valentine's Day is February, so there are flowers around that I think are just nice to have and to look at. Part of me wishes that I could find some really good fake flowers because I just like you know keeping a plant alive is not my forte. I have whatever mm-hmm. the opposite of a green thumb is, so yeah. give me a fake flower any day of the week I would love to just have them floating about and um, this is a little bit more on the techie more expensive side of things but you know I've never met anything that I love more than a Sonos. I have so many Sonos speakers in my apartment and the idea of having these four speakers that I can like move from room to room and they're playing and they're perfectly in sync makes me so very happy. I love, and the thing is they're not fucking paying us. <laughs> they, this is not an ad. I wish it was because I would definitely shill for them because this is a great product that I think works super well. And one thing that I miss, not the most because I miss living with you for so many reasons, but one of the things I miss the most is your freaking Joanna Levesque. The what was that what's that the thing Roomba. called? The Roomba. I love the Roomba. And I I feel like it needs to be on my like, okay, my birthday's coming up. I just need to invest in one of those Roomba things. It's worth because it. Because it's every time I have to like today we had a party at our home, the Oscar party, and I was just like, I've got to swiffer the floor and then vacuum and do all of this stuff XYZ. And it He just, was shocked and appalled when there was like a little like dust bunny on the floor and I was like, Oh, I'll help you. And I picked it up with my hand. With your hand. He was disgusted. I and couldn't I was imagine. Like, Baby, we we got people coming. Let's go. We do, but I was gonna get the dust buster out. You did I appreciated the help, absolutely, but you did need to do that you just need a more masculine like figure man in your life I to like, come so. save the day like you're true Superman. I, i'm the damsel in distress of yes, the two of us and yes. you are the mask man it's true so those are some luxuries any luxuries that you have on your mind uh my luxuries are usually food based i <laughs> would say that's fair always fruit in my house mm. always fruit it is what i it is my go-to like what i like like to snack on fruit is my favorite thing um and you know i treat myself to a boba Twice or three times or four, maybe sometimes five times a week. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know what? I deserve this today. Absolutely you do. Yeah. And so, so like stuff like that. Um, soup. I'm very much like a, because food to me like brings me comfort. Mm. And so that's sort of like what I treat myself with. I really don't treat myself with um, like things around the house. Though I will say like since I've become a person that has flowers and like changes out the flowers mm. in the vase, like every, you know, however long. It is a nice feeling it's to have nice. just like nice like flowers Absolutely. out. You know, and I, I, me and Travis usually get flowers that are a little smaller and like buddier that mm. like when they die, they don't like wilt and fall like all over the place. Right. Yeah. Like we usually get like a baby's breath type of thing. Mm, so okay. it's like, oh, this, even if this is like dead as a doornail, right. like it's still looking cute. Um, so I love doing that. And I mean, that Roomba is great. I remember the Roomba schedule was Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday at noon, every single Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Friday, it would go. And I've, Joanna's schedule is less intense that's since good. you have left. I think that's good. She was going a lot. A lot. And she was always picking stuff up in yeah. Joanna's defense, but it was just a lot. It was For just... those of you who are confused, my Roomba's name is Joanna Levesque. Of course. Because you have to name it. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who was Joanna? Yeah, so Joanna, she was working a lot, and I'm glad that you've cut down on her hours. I think that's really appropriate. As for uh, food, things, gifts for yourself, anything that is a baked good that is made by the company Annie's is always excellent. They have biscuits and cinnamon rolls especially. They're so freaking amazing. Again, they're not paying us, and I wish they would be, but they're so good, and I can recommend them all the way. 
All right. All right. So Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What has been giving you moments, darling? I mean, besides the fact that it was the Oscars week. I mean, that's a big week for you. <laughs> it is, yes. And just the sheer joy of like feeling confident about my big brother audition. Mm-hmm. I did get to watch a movie this week. What'd you see? I sat down on my couch. In my living room, I had a friend that canceled plans, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do with my Friday night? You know what? I'm going to watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Wow. I really enjoyed it a lot, and just like so impressive, like the detail of the animation, and just, it, it still felt like that simple Pinocchio story with just enough touches added to it, but not too many to where it was like, okay, this is overly complex. Like, right. what are we doing? Like, it felt like just enough, and I I think it was really lovely. Congratulations on its win for best animated feature. And I don't know. I, 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 I can't say that I, I was very, very busy this week. So I mm-hmm. can't say that like I had like any other super huge giving me moments. I mean, I saw, I saw my friend Arthur this week, That's not my right. one friend, Arthur, who I saw last week. I saw a straight Arthur this week, straight Arthur, okay, straight Arthur who I used to, who I haven't seen in like a year. So it was nice, like catching up with him. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice week. I can now come down mm. from the high of Oscar, Oscars building up so yes. I'm looking forward to the next two weeks when I can relax and then baby I will not be relaxed for another year because that Fantasia campaign <sighs> will be ramping up I hope that for you I, I will really, be insufferable I feel like you're freaking out right now the fact that it has not begun to ramp up at all I'm just furious that I haven't seen a picture yeah. like a picture of her on set and like I need some like they're on the set of Wicked and, and Cynthia Revo in an interview was like oh I can't wait for you all to hear popular right. like by Ariana Grande it's really good and everything it's like why can't I get any of that news about Fantasia and the color like I just want it but I'm sure it's coming it's it's it it has to. It's be in route. Yeah, it's it's on route. Yes. I I could literally be in the Big Brother house this summer, and I will be screaming at the cameras about the color purple for your consideration, Fantasia <laughs> in the color purple. Even though it's not coming out until literally December, I like I will. How be, many Oscar voters do you think are live feeders hmm. on of Big Brother? I don't know, but I guarantee you at least one. Well, there you go. At least if one. You reach one person. Yeah, and that's you know something. it's Andrea Riseborough. <laughs> I'm sure you it know is. it's Andrea Riseborough, no. baby. She does it all. She she does, she it, does it all, all. doesn't that's, she? That's how she got the nomination. She right. was just like, okay, how can I build an alliance and, and get them all to vote in my favor? I love that this was all Big Brothers doing. <laughs> Andrea Riseborough, biggest Big Brother fan out there. Well, for me, I just need to speak about a cash recording that has taken over <gasps> my life. I am in love with Kimberly Akimbo. It has become, it's. I assume at this point, the front runner for best musical at the Tonys for this uh, this Tony season. At, at this point, at, I believe it still is. Although Shucked just started previews, which mm, is a big musical comedy, and people are loving it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Kimberly Akimbo is set in New Jersey. And it is about a girl who I believe is 16, and she has this uh, fictional disease that essentially makes her age, like, four times as fast as a normal person ages and so she's in high school but she looks like she's like in her 70s and um the whole process of like getting to know her and like seeing her going to school and she has this beautiful song called make a wish where she's writing into the make a wish foundation because she has a life expectancy of like 20 or whatever Mm -hmm. and she just lists all the things that she wants to do in this beautiful song and then at the very end of the song she's just like you know what i really want I want 
me, my mom, and my dad to just be at this dinner table, and I have like a little napkin on my lap, and we have a normal meal all together, and no one's fighting, and everyone's talking, and it's just like whatever the normal people do, I want that. Oh, fuck me up. It's just like, and the thing is, so many songs are like that, where like, oh, haha, this is so fun, and I'm having so much fun, and it's like, how dare you make me feel this way? <laughs> I am, again, I need to stop listening to cast recordings with like a, a lot of emotional heft at the gym, because I'm always like lifting a weight and like crying to Kimberly Akimbo, like I used to be crying uh to uh inner white girl from um Mm -hmm. what's that show uh uh, strange loop strange loop so that this is my new strange loop it is just so lovely i don't want to give too many spoilers away from what happens but i love she has a little friend who may or may not be romantic and honestly in fairness i have not read the synopsis because when i looked be proud i did look Mm -hmm. it wasn't even posted like the cast recording was up and there was like a very short synopsis that was just like this girl has this disease Good luck. Is the show sung all the way through? Like, it does is it not. seem okay? It is not. The fact that I'm asking you about a new musical. <laughs> this is the second Janine Tesori music, like new Janine Tesori musical that came out, where you have listened to the cast recording before me. Did I at least listen to Fun Home. You before listened you did? to Fun to Fun Home before me. You were. I remember you texting me, being like, "Why am I sitting at my work desk crying to Fun yes. Home?" And I'm like, yes. "I haven't even listened to Fun Home <laughs> yet." Janine Tesori is such a fucking genius. I know. Hits it out of the park every single time. I cannot wait to see Kimberly Akimbo. Hopefully we'll get to New York at some point this year. And I really, the first thing I want to do is see the show because it's just so heartwarming. You know, I love a family story and it's such an interesting bend. And like, there's this aunt who is essentially just like a scammer. And she has this, so many amazing songs. The first song she comes in with is called better. And it's so good. She's like, Oh, when I got married to this guy who was probably gay, I had the most beautiful dress and like, yeah, I stole it. (laughs) But it made my life better. And then she's like, so wait, you're married. She's like, no widows actually. It's a long story. Anyways, (laughs) it's just brilliant and hilarious and emotional. And it just is such a great balance of all of the feelings you want from a great show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are so many, you know, we're talking about adaptations and sequels and like reboots and, um, you know, just like shows becoming shows again, revivals. And it's great to see an original piece of art that works on so many levels and is becoming so successful and is critically acclaimed. It's really, really beautiful. I do think it's based off a book. I'll take a book. Am I be- I'll hey, take a book. We'll take a book. If it wasn't a musical before, <laughs> oh, yeah. then I will take it. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously Victoria, it's starring Victoria Clark, who mm. back in 2005 won the Tony Award for The Light in the Piazza. A stunning performer. Like, she is so great and I'm so happy she's getting more critical acclaim with this as well. She's I've always loved her. She's fantastic. Mm. And I mean, the second, I'm telling you, Janine DeSori, who wrote Carolina Change, mm. the second Carolina Change started, and that was in my ears back when I bought the cast recording mm-hmm. June 28th or 29th, I forget, of 2004. <laughs> the second that washing machine came in with that hum, hum, <laughs> I was like, this. I love her. This is it. Janine Tesori is the musical theater composer of our time, and we need to put respect on her. I mean, she has a lot of respect on her name, but like, <laughs> we need to put more. Even more. So. She is phenomenal. She is a visionary. Give the, her all the money in the world to create all the shows she wants to create. The cast recording is brilliant. I am sure the show is brilliant for Kimberly Akimbo. It has given me so many moments, and I hate to always talk about Drag Race during this moment, but the... Um, lip sync at the end of Friday's episode it's just so fucking phenomenal spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode from Friday I'm going to say the people who are in the bottom 
it was Anitra and Marsha, 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 and they performed uh, Boss Bitch by Doja Cat, which was like viral on TikTok, I want to say, whenever that Harley Quinn movie was out, I think it was from that soundtrack. And it's just such an incredible performance and the way that they are working together and on their own. And the thing is, Anitra is sometimes in the bottom because she's like is not the funniest person or like doesn't have the, the thing is as a personality sometimes she is so um you she's relatable but she doesn't have the same confidence like when she performs she's other fucking worldly mm-hmm. and you would think walking into that lip sync like oh and nature's killing this girl who is marsha 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 is just very young i don't know that she started on tiktok but she like probably has never performed in a bar because she was turned 21 in the pandemic or something. Oh, you know no, what I'm saying? she's young. She's like some of those queens are young, young. Oh, and I think wow. she is that. And she put up a great fucking fight. Damn, like, good for put her. Up an, like it was like if it was a double Shantae is what it's called when they both say it would have been completely valid and available. But Anitra is truly the best lip syncer of the season. One of the best performers I've ever fucking seen. It just is excellent. I implore you to watch that if you have not because it was just like. It blew me away. I think that's really saying something. The fact that when Drag Race started, like the idea of a drag queen or like a, a drag queen that was like at the top of their craft, you thought of like an older person, like yes. a person in, you know, not that like late 30s is like an older person, but like a person who has like been doing it for decades, yes. like 30s or like 40s, like someone who really has like right. it in their blood and who knows the ways and knows everyone in the community and everything. Like you think about them, but because drag race has become so popular, exactly. teenagers like are able to see like, Oh my God, this is an art form that like I would love to try. And so now these young people are able to be on the show because right. they have learned from their, I guess you call them mothers. Exactly. They've yes. learned from their mothers and everything and they're becoming amazing performers themselves. Yes. And I think that's amazing. It's excellent and exceptional. It was a great lip sync. And um, yeah, no, I just, I just am literally loving the show and I appreciate everyone who pushed me to watch it for so many years. And even though I've been late to the train, I'm here now. Hey, as long <laughs> as you get now. there at some point. All right. Um, uh, we just, I see in the chat, Jimmy is correcting us. Kimberly Akimbo is based on a play, and then the playwright adapted his script into the musical. Again, da- David Lindsay Abair, I believe. I will take that. Yeah. So, so it, not a book, a play. It's still something new, yeah. and I appreciate it. Uh, Matt Steele, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people today? That namaste, y'all. No. Namaste. Happy, Na- happy uh, Oscar season of 2022. Yes, we did it. We made it through. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching, and we'll be back next week with more. Two Game Mats. Bye. Bye.